1: I am your host, Victor Marks, and I'm tired today, but I'm not unmotivated. Actually, I'm highly motivated with my guest here, Paul Isaacs. He's currently vice president of the National Outreach for My Faith Votes. He spent many years in the nonprofit organization world, and he has a strong pro-life background and heart for the church. Today, we're going to talk to him about his work with My Faith Votes, current issues concerning Christians. Uh, here in America and tangible steps that we can take to bring change to those issues. That's what people are wanting desperately. I think people are getting tired of hearing themselves complain. Right. Right? They're wanting solutions. Um, and I'll I'll just say if you want to learn more about what we're talking about, visit myfaithvotes.org. That's myfaithvotes.org. You know, I always talk about if the folks watching and listening can hear what we're talking about before. Right. That's what matters. Let's just jump into that. Okay. Yep. We're we're talking about where in the world do you live in America? Yeah. Right? That that's safe and conservative and aligns with your values and your beliefs. We're running out of states, people. I was just in Texas speaking at a Republican uh fundraiser, a presidential deal, and in Smith County. Of uh, in Tyler, Texas, and um, they're literally only one of the few counties that's still red in the state of Texas, meaning Austin, Houston, Dallas. The, the, Dallas. the blue is the glue for those people, man. And what I was telling you, we've got colleagues, obviously, our part of our team is we have a very well-equipped experience, intelligence wing of what we do uh, from analysts to people who've worked at the highest levels in the intelligence world that's why we do a daily intelligence brief where we'll put it in people's inboxes every morning and uh, you can you can get that free right now go to victormarks.com forward slash brief if you want to know the truth from lies facts from fiction as we analyze stories that matter for people at home but so Paul we're Uh, we were talking about how when the Arab Spring happened, and those of you who remember, it it started in Tunisia, and me and my wife and a former Delta intelligence operator, not operator, but intelligence brother, we were there. We went there, and now Tunisia is one of the strongest recruiting sites for ISIS, Mm. for terrorism, because although the Arab Spring was effective and breaking, you know, this government, there was a vacuum. Mm. And then the guy who predicted this with predictive models said it would travel to other countries, which it did, and then he said it would come to the U.S. in the form of division based on racism, mm. which it did. And um, it blew our country apart. It was the perfect storm of COVID, which I believe COVID is real. I believe people are dying and have died from it who are high risk. Uh, but I also believe there's a near 99% survival rate from it. That's right. Uh, So I think it was localized in a way that is horrible and it's hurt our nation. So what do we do now? Here's my point. I'm not sure one state is better than another unless you have a solid governor. The most important thing people can do, in my opinion, right now is be in a community, a town or a city, a county, that has people in elected positions that align with your beliefs. I mean, you got to stop yelling at the left and start building up the right. If that's what you're, if that's what you're about. I mean, I, I brother, I get tired of hearing conservatives complain about the left. Yeah, well, there's the sexy thing, and I use that word because or trendy thing yeah. is to
2: always focus every four years on this national presidential election, and that. That matters, but I think Christians and conservatives have forgotten that really all politics is local.
1: It is local.
2: And we have to start at the school board level. I think we need to start there, and we, we need Christian parents or, or maybe even grandparents that say, you know what, I'm going to give up one night mm-hmm. of my week a, a month to go and represent my values and my church. By the way— We need to be looking for candidates to run for office in our churches. Yeah. If we don't find them in our churches, where are we finding people to run for office?
1: Okay, can I, let me just add one addendum to that. We need to find pastors. I believe so. Who need to be solid men with integrity, character, and courage to stand up for what's right, or else they're going to create this bastion of men who are weak-willed and it and jelly, don't, it it drives me crazy.
2: Churches where there's a weak pastor tend to become churches where it's like a self-help, almost like a large group counseling session. Right. Whereas the guys that were pastors during the Revolutionary War, they called them the Black Robe Regiment, they were were preparing their men and their families for standing up for freedom.
1: Parents, Google that. Read it to your kids. that matters. and I think we're at a time where you actually have to ask your pastor face to face, what do you believe? what do you here are five things I want to know what do you really believe and where you stand on? Don't let them wiggle out and don't try to force your convictions on them, but you know I talk about there are pastors that are just weak when it comes time for values that we believe. And all in the world of you know, well, we got to grow a church. We got to reach nonbelievers. Look, I reach nonbelievers who want to kill me. You know, in Iraq, I've been able to pray with ISIS guys. You know, it's like, don't, don't give me that, because this whole pacifist mindset of well, you know, the Lord, calm down, man. Don't. A lot of times, it's just your cowardice trying to hide behind this idea of some virtuous pacifism and it's wrong it's wrong we we need men we need manhood back in america to stand for what's right period
2: exactly well i mean you've heard the term of toxic masculinity i mean they're they're really trying to promote this idea that of men that are that are strong men that love their country. That's another thing they're trying to demonize is actually loving your country. And where I would say that I don't worship my country. I mm-hmm. worship God and God alone. My family comes after that, my wife and my children. I tell you, I'm still one of these guys that gets choked up when I sing the national anthem. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I love this country. It's the greatest country that has ever been formed in the, in the history of the world. We've done more good, spread more freedom around the world. And when it, if the United States falls... What's going to happen to South Korea? If the United States falls, what's going to happen to a lot of Europe or, or Japan? If As we go, so goes the world. And where will people come for freedom and look to to protect them?
1: I believe that, Paul. And that's a really good point. Uh, again, I go back to the pastors and yeah. Christian leaders that are trying to demonize men who want to be patriots. And, you know, they, they, they come up with all kind of new terms. The deal is... If your position is you don't think we should be strong as a nation, then keep your doors unlocked every night and cancel your insurance policies because that's all we're wanting. I love the idea of freedom to worship how we want, to live how we want. And, you know, I served in the Marine Corps, and I'm just one of many who've raised their right hand to stand in the gap for what they believe is right and to fight for that. And I I just – I'll just encourage Christians – if your pastor is not strong and vocal in the sense of what you believe and how you believe it, find another pastor.
2: I would also say that if your pastor is strong, I think it'd be a good idea to encourage him to potentially run for office.
1: Hey, Rob mccoys he was a mayor of Thousand Oaks, and now he's a pastor, and that's why he gets it. I just spoke at his church. Did you really? Yeah, like— Three weeks ago,
2: Kirk Cameron, my friend, goes to church there, and and a number of guys go to church there. Uh, Charlie Charlie Kirk considers
1: Rob to be his pastor. Right, that's so funny because Kurt was there. Really, me and a scout, we walked up to the front before I spoke, and I, I just stood right next to Kurt and kind of I was like, oh, that, like you're Kirk Cameron, and then he <laughs> went home that night and did a live yeah. Facebook deal it. on my story did he really? the entire time. And that thing went viral. I was like, "Hey, Kurt, that's awful nice of you," but he was so encouraged about you know again just men being men, right? Overcoming stuff and living for God without shame or worry or concern, just like full throttle in it. Because the culture, Jordan Peterson is someone else I like who yeah. has spoken to the reality without necessarily a spiritual component to it. Just how culture needs men to be men. Right, I posted a high school boy today who was wearing uh a wedding dress or something with a tiara or something bizarre to school, and he goes, "I'm just you know, I want to show people to live like you feel you know and 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 I thought, you know sad thing this this kid thinks he's a leader, and he's a male, putting a dress on. there's something mentally not right with that, and degrading him doesn't help, doesn't work. it's trying to help him. Yeah, and certainly not encouraging because somebody says, "Well, if he feels good about that, look here's how I stand on you know, uh, effeminate or gay man. It's not against the law. You have a free will. You can do what you want. I don't hate people. No, you're right. That that's nonsense. It's the complete opposite. But I don't have to agree with their lifestyle. And when they move toward a what I would call an activist position, right, then naturally I'm just going to stand up and go, "Hey, son, that no, that's not right." Yeah, you know how can I help you? Yeah, we've got a lot of that going on in government right now. Like this, I don't
2: know if you've heard recently. There's this thing called the Equality Act. Oh my gosh, have you, have let's you, talk about this. Have you noticed how? School
1: me on this right well, now.
2: Well, the the left and 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 I try not to use partisan terms, but we do have a left and a right. Yeah, uh, and and each side has a view of government. Each side has a view of freedom. The military, they, they, there's a very distinct difference between the two, left and right.
1: And it can be healthy. Diversity can be healthy.
2: We, yes, we, we need in that right. to
1: learn from each other.
2: And and there's things that the left has that maybe I need to grow yeah. in uh, and challenge me and, and and go back to the what the Bible says and what Jesus says. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Equality Act right now is being promoted and, and being pushed through. What's the bill number? Let me check real quick, but I, it is a... It's is it in, our H, HR1? No, HR1 is, is, has everything to do with election integrity. But uh, the Equality Act is, is something that we really... And it's HR5. This would really affect women's sports. It affects what we've always historically known as gender dysphoria, now is being celebrated, and where maybe a, a young man or or even like a young boy is confused, or a young girl is confused, and and I guess there are there are those things. I never did have that issue in my life. I didn't. Right. I always knew it was a boy wanted to be a boy. Well, it's a real condition. But it is a real condition. I want to make sure that we yeah. understand, and we're very sensitive to that. But when we take. Young kids, and this is this is one of the things that I think that you need to know, is that parents would lose the right to decide the medical care, according to this bill. They would lose the right to decide the best medical care for their child suffering with it, and they could be stripped of custody of their children if they did not give them, like, puberty blockers or, or have surgery. We're talking these kids that, you know, that may not, their parents may not use the right pronouns i heard yet recently that a guy was jailed because he didn't use the right pronouns for his daughter that wanted to be a
1: boy no that's nuts that's yeah it's absurd yeah
2: and so that's a very very dangerous thing that's coming down the pipe and and i want us to know that we because we talk about what is it that we can do we need to contact our congressmen and our senators we we have a duty to do that. Even I mean.
1: if they're democratic, even if they're yes. for it, we do attack and put pressure with love. Pressure, pressure, yeah. pressure, pressure matters. That's right. Uh, for people to understand, because people pushing these agendas, they hats off to them for effort. I gotta tell you, even though I don't agree with them and I stand firmly against it, they're putting effort and money and time and energy in it. Everyone, this should be on the top of your list of concerns that need action. So you're saying I can tell you right now, most Christians and conservatives couldn't tell you who's on the school board, who's on their city council, you know, who their congressional representatives we are. You better
2: start finding out.
1: Right we start now out. Right now. So this is good. I think it's helpful. I think it's an exhortation of people listening or watching right now. So has it been hard? in your role it has
2: but but you know what god anything worth doing is gonna be hard i mean you know this your your role the 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 part that you play in the kingdom of god is not easy um and i would say that this is a time for boldness this is a time not to cower back in fear but to speak the truth speak it in love is no time for passivity and And I think, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, to remember that there's no cavalry coming in for us. Mm. We are the cavalry. We owe it to our kids and we owe it to our grandkids to get involved. You say, well, how do I do that? You call, you vote, you run for even precinct leader. There are 400,000 Republican precinct leader positions. 200,000 of them are vacant. Mm. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Christians need to give up one night a month. To say,
1: because if we can't give up one night a month of Netflix or whatever it is, then we just. We're going to reap what we've sown. Hey, you're listening to Paul Isaacs on the Victor Marks show. He's been part of many nonprofits, including you were 10 years at the Navigators, mm-hmm. six years as president of Save the Storks, and most recently and currently, your vice president of the National Outreach for My Faith Votes. It's a nonpartisan movement that motivates and equips Christians in America to vote. And you've got all this education. So you are a smarty pants. You live in Colorado Springs here where the, our leadership training center is. Um, and you're married to your bride, April. Yes. So I'm glad you've come on the program today. And we're covering some, I think, some much needed. I mean, people are hungry for this right now. Mm-hmm. Saying, help me understand. Help. What do we do? And you just, you just hit on it. It's at the local, local. level. And, um, it requires being a little uncomfortable, making a little sacrifice. But if you don't folks, uh, don't complain. The alternative is bad. It's really bad. You think things are bad now. We've lost the house. We've lost the Senate. We've lost the big white house, but as important as the presidential race was, he's not the savior. No, no, it's, uh, they can stroke some executive orders but the reality is who's controlling your city, your state, your district, your school boards, uh, because those really are the gatekeepers for what is going to happen up in D.C. Uh, so I just, like I mentioned earlier, I just finished speaking at a Republican fundraiser. And, and I'll tell you, it's, uh, we can't just rely on the, the big dogs. Yeah. It's got to be the little ones that are making the difference locally.
2: Local focus on the local. All politics is
1: local. So uh, right now someone's watching going or listening and go okay well, where do I google local politics? Who do I contact? Who's who's who in the zoo for people in the local areas? Well,
2: you get on on the web and you find out your local precinct leader. You go talk especially in, like in Colorado Springs and you're you're Republican, you're lo- if you're if you're conservative, you know, if mm-hmm. you, now not all Republicans are conservative. Nope. Nope. Uh, we've got a lot of house cleaning we have to do. Agreed. I think if Christians, I, there's a lot of people talk about, hey, let's form a third party. No, no, no. I don't think that's the, the time for that. What we need to do as Christians is we need to go and reform a, par- a party that stands for our values. There's one party that stands for life. It's on the platform. There's one party that stands for reproductive health. And there's nothing more misbranded than that mm. reproductive health is a, is a code word for abortion at any time. Uh, we need to take, by the way, we need not just people being involved in local politics. We need to, as Christian conservatives and as Christians to take back the thing about being storytellers. Mm. We've abandoned the arts to the left.
1: That's the truth.
2: We need to be good marketers. Yep. We need to be able to uh, define the terms of, and not have people define us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, cause who doesn't want to be progressive?
1: Mm-hmm. They're not right. Progressive—that's that, a good term.
2: They're really—I mean—I mean, I hate to say this—it's communists. Yeah, that's really what it is. But they've labeled themselves and branded themselves
1: progressives. Yeah, they've, they've taken the the word.
2: Why don't we do that on our side and do a better job of telling the story of America, telling the story of what it means to be conservative. Maybe we even need to wrestle with the, the word conservative, Mm. Uh, a guy that just recently died. His name Rush Limbaugh. I think a lot of us know who he is. He said, stop telling people you're a conservative and just be one. Figure out a different word because conservative to the African American community truly means racist. Yeah. I would say, and I have a friend that will prove this. We have much to share in our values with the African American community as conservatives. But when you say you're a conservative, it means one thing, and it goes back to Barry yeah. Goldwater. Yep. We've got to say, no, I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican, and I agree with the story and the principles of Frederick Douglass. I love it. He's an amazing man, That, and you can't out-victimize Frederick Douglass. At all. But he uh, he stood for the principles that we stand for. And oh, so this I, is good. Yeah. You,
1: you're You've brought up some things today that people need to, hey, go back and listen to this during the podcast, send this via email to someone that, you know, needs to hear this needs to be encouraged. You've brought some rich nuggets and I'm thankful for it. Um, now we've got to close up and I ask people two questions at the end of every, Oh, yeah. I wasn't prepared for this. Exactly. And, uh, we, we get some good answers. None of them are wrong. Cause they're just your answers. But first, what is your perception? Cause people live by perceptions. Of uh, our ministry, or me, or what we do. I decided to go to the church that
2: I went to the first year that I was here in Colorado Springs. that I lived here because you spoke there oh as goodness. a as a as a guest speaker. Um, there's a number of things that you do. You do them overseas. You do some stuff here. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of rescue involved. Mm-hmm. You, I think you go into prisons as well, mm-hmm. and actually try to work with young people that that really are lacking hope, that need a, a new story. Yeah. So that's what I would say my perception is of what you do a lot. And there's so much more. Oh,
1: thank you. Last thing okay. is we're all going to die. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what happens to Paul Isaacs when he dies? And why do you believe that?
2: All the stuff that I've had to deal with in my life, uh, I have had a lot of health problems. And I immediately, because I stand before Jesus, immediately whole. And I believe that I'll spend eternity with God because of what he did for me, not because of anything that I did, but because one one day on a, on a hill called Golgotha, uh, he was willing to take the punishment that I deserved, and he paid for it. And there's an old hymn, and I get choked up when I think about it. Um he says that on the cross my burden gladly bearing he bled and died to take away my sin. It wasn't just hey get Paul's on there too I guess.
1: Mm.
2: No, it was like hey make sure you take the sin of Paul Isaacs and you get it on there. I'm dying for that young man. And he took that and because of that and because I said yes, and I even be careful with saying yes, because I was dead in my mm. in my sin. He saved me out of that and he rescued me and I'll be whole. And I, I want to take as many people with me as I can to heaven someday.
1: I love it, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing from your heart. And there are people listening or watching right now that go, Oh, I don't have that assurance. Mm. It's what I call a surety of salvation because mm-hmm. there are a lot of beliefs, a lot of people going to heaven that never prayed the prayer, you know?
2: Yeah, well, here's the thing. COVID, whatever comes my way, that's why I'm able to live without like this debilitating fear, fear. Yep. because no matter what happens, it's much better where I'm going than here.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you guys, if you're listening there, just call out to God. Mm-hmm. I mean, just read the words of Jesus You know, we'll send you a little gospel book that we have. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Just email us. uh, Go to our website, victormarks.com. Click on the contact. Say, I'd like to get one of those books or learn more about how I can have, you know, this surety of salvation that Paul Isaacs was talking about. and uh, It's a piece that surpasses all understanding, and that is why we're here, ultimately. To know God and make him known. I mean, everything else we do, is, is part of the journey, yeah. but there's not a greater no. uh, a purpose. Uh, we don't want people to spend eternity apart from God, and that is a place called hell, and people do go there. I know God is just and loving, and no one will ever enter hell by accident. No one will ever enter heaven uh, because just they lucked out. It's by the goodness and the grace of God. Learn about it and uh, and follow Jesus. That's what he said. He goes, just follow me. Mm. So thanks for joining us today on the Victor Mark show. And Paul, thanks for being here, man. Good to be here. I really knew this was going to be rich. We're going to cut these cameras and mics off and I want to continue to visit (laughs) as friends. So, hey, you guys, thanks for watching and listening. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, do it for the glory of God. Full throttle. And uh, we love you all and appreciate you. I Go get it done.